Are you looking to buy your first home or refinance your existing loan? Even if you've done this before, the process can be a little intimidating. But don't worry, we've got your back. In each episode, we'll chat with industry experts and explain everything you need to know so that you can land the perfect loan for you with no problems, no issues, and no stress. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages, presented by Annie Mac Home Mortgage. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages. I am Jerry Strauss, and this is uh, where we get to talk about the topics, the questions that you have as a, a home buyer, as a home seller, uh, that whole process of looking for a mortgage and everything that you guys are doing that may be making you scratch your heads. This is where we tackle all those questions and topics. And we have a, a great conversation ahead of us this week because we've got one of the best, one of the best in so many ways at so many things that she does. Um, if you don't know the name, Bregan Jane is a designer, entrepreneur, philanthropist in Los Angeles. She hails from sunny Southern California, where she lives with her two young sons and balances careers as an interior designer, influencer, mom, and lifestyle expert blogger. You've seen her everywhere from ABC's live talk show, The Chat, to Hallmark's Home and Family Show, HGTV's Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and now she's helping couples get their ideal wedding and a first home in the new Discovery series. You can catch all the episodes right now on Discovery Plus, The House My Wedding Bought. Bregan Jane is here. Bregan, so nice to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on. It's it's great to talk to you, and you're such a... Uh, I, I, first of all, um, such an eclectic professional. That was the longest introduction we've ever had to do on this show. I'm and like, we... who are you talking about anyways? Yeah, <laughs> no, those bios are always funny. But, you know, it really started for me with a love of real estate. I mean, that's how I ended up an interior designer. So I'm really excited to be here talking to you about that. And it's just been such a process helping couples find their first home. And I really appreciate you being on and opening up this conversation. No, it's great. I mean, you have such a long history of just, uh, you know, really tuning into, I think, maybe the, the the essence of what people go through when they're going through this process. You've helped people in so many different ways, but really it's sort of about, to, not to sound cheesy, but almost it's a feeling, it's a gut feeling in the end of what the right home for people truly is. And, you know, as we've talked about this on the show before, I went through my own home searching and home buying process last year. And, you know, you always hear the same thing when it's right, it's right, you'll know it. And all the ones that you think were right, in the end, uh, if they don't work out, they weren't the right home. You're going to forget about it. There's always another them. deal. There's yeah. always another deal is one of my favorite takeaways. <laughs> um, and I think that I got to practice my muscle as a sort of serial entrepreneur. I have to push past the fear constantly to birth these new babies into life and create something. And I think that that can translate into the home buying process. It yeah. unusually put me in a position to go, all right, I'm terrified, but let's go. <laughs> well, you know, fear is certainly a dominant emotion during this process. Right. Uh, and we've talked about this on the show as well 
as it relates to various aspects of, of everything that you have to do from just qualifying for a loan, um, figuring out exactly what you can afford and then deciding whether you actually want to be affording that much home, how much home you need. It's such a big step with such a degree of, if not permanence, at least long-term effect on your life. Um, what are some ways that you, you know, in dealing closely with people have addressed those fears and been able to kind of allay them and get past them? Well, I think that right now in this current climate, there is a want for immediacy of perfection and instant gratification. And my experience through home buying is that that is not the process. It is something you need to love and cherish and polish and take care of. It's a little bit more like your car, you know, you you it becomes a part of you because of the time you spend in it and for some reason right now i think because all of our feeds look perfect and white picket fence and are lit perfectly that i see a lot of homeowners making decisions with their eyes and not with their futures in mind and i do think that that's just something i want to warn against because the process of home buying is so much more about what you're doing for the long-term family planning, what you're doing for your financial future, how it's gonna affect where you can walk to a restaurant at the end of the day. And I see this trend in home buying where we are going perfect condo countertops instead of that fixer upper that's the 1930s home that's terrifying, but might give you a better financial position, it might take a little bit more work, but usually, right, those are the things that bring us the most fruit. And, um, you know, that's something that I just want to encourage around this climate is your home may not be perfect right away, but it is a long-term process. And as a designer, I know very well, you can create what you want out of a home. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's an advantageousness, if that's actually a word in the English language, but there, yeah. there's definitely a benefit to, uh, to looking for a home that's maybe less than perfect, because not only does it expand the number of homes out there that you're now looking for, uh, but it could save you some money as well in the long term. And I'll give an easy, relatable sort of uh, example. Uh, if you're stuck on my house has to have wood floors, right? And I see people do this all the time. They're like, I need a a house with wood floors. Wood floors are something you can put in a house. And I will see people not equate the sale price of the home to the additional cost of wood floors. So here we might have a house for $300,000 with carpet. And over here we have a house for $320,000 with wood floors. The $300,000 house might be the better choice, but I watch the client get stuck on the wood floors. When I do the math, I'm like, it's only $10,000 to put wood floors in the $300,000 house. What are you doing? And, And that's the mindset that I, on the show, and just in life, am trying to push people past. I think we get so caught up in this reality of who we're supposed to be, or we make all these checklists. And for me, it's about undoing the checklist. 
I want you to concentrate on two or three things you have to have. And your partner, if you're in that sort of position, can do the same thing. And as long as it hits those check marks, open yourself up to how you feel. Is this the right neighborhood? Are you stretching a dollar that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable in a year? Or can we give up those wood floors and get them in two or three years so that you are in a better position emotionally to feel like you can afford this home and the mortgage that you're gonna be paying? And and I gotta say, you know, your show, The House My Wedding Bought, really the ultimate example of everything you're talking about, because these are people that you're helping who are in a position to not only worry about you know, how much should I be spending? What should I be buying in a home? But they're balancing it with how much should I be spending for this wedding? And they're also at that crossroads where they need to plan for, you know, a hopeful, a hopefully happy, but uncertain yet to be charted out future. They have to keep all that in mind when making this decision. And you're the one there, you're the rudder on this ship trying to kind of navigate them in the best direction. Um, I mean, that's a masterclass in and of itself, just watching a show like this. You know, it's so fun though. And I think in some ways people see it as such a challenge, but I feel like I'm set up for success. These people are trying to make their mark on who they are as a couple and their future. And it really is that exciting time of defining yourself. And I think previously we used to do that more ceremonially. So we would do that in sort of a big wedding and who we invited and what colors we picked for our wedding right. said so much about who we are. But I think the, the home buyer, the young couple right now is a lot smarter and they're realizing, especially after this year, that who we are is the home we create and that environment that we want to live in in permanency. And if we've saved our entire life savings or we've had help or wherever your financial freedom in these choices is coming from, that is the power to become who you want to be. And um, I really feel like I'm just set up to win with them. And they're so sweet and so open. And it's nice to just be that ping pong in between, who's not family related, who has no skin in the game, who just literally wants their home to be filled with love and that moment of their life to feel special and for them to feel like they got both. And they really do, that's what's crazy. Yeah, uh, it, it's amazing, and it's fun. It's fun to watch, and you know, there's there's a feeling of uh, inspiration and hope. I think for those of us who may be about to be in that position or any semblance, any part of that, you know, it, it's good to see that things do work out, and everyone walks out with smiles on their faces, and that's the way it should be. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you. Even, even you know, all aspects of your career, even just your work as an interior designer, it's uh, it feels like it's a very unique art to be able to connect with your clients, to work with the people that you're working with, and get to truly know and have a feel for what they want and what will make them happy. And that's your specialty for sure. What are some things that you do from your end to connect with the people you're working with? I think being vulnerable myself, um, relating from an honest human place. 
I have been a business owner. I am a single mother. I have this, we all have the same worries, fears, stress. And when we get down to the root of those things, it allows them to have trust in countertop colors. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I think um, often interior designers or designers or real estate experts are an intimidating profession that feels a little bit, um, you know, unreachable or not relatable. And the truth is I only got here by being a human who wants a house and a home. And, and that's what I think my clients know is I've been in their position and I know what it feels like. And don't worry, I've got you because I've done it 10 times, 20 times, a thousand times, and you're in good hands. That's awesome. Now, from the flip side of things, from, you know, the the home hunters out there, no matter what stage of the game they're in, I, I think that it's desirable that they can find people to work with that are attuned to their to their needs and their desires. What would you say is a way for them to not only find the right people to work with, whether it's, you know, on the agent level or whatever the case may be? Um but also to effectively communicate who they are and what they want. Because I'd, I'd have to imagine there's some people who do a less than stellar job at that and then in the end come out maybe not as satisfied as they would be. So how can they show their colors from the get-go and make sure that they, they set themselves up to succeed? I think it takes um, a lot of personal education and trial and error. And one of the things I see people do is meet a real estate agent that they love and they just, and they commit. And I think that that's maybe not the right choice. Um, I think that sometimes you need to go meet a few people. You need to see a few houses. You need to see ones that are over budget. You need to see ones that are under budget because that's how you get a whole picture on the process and what's going on. Um, I'm lucky I work with great teams, but any team member that I know uh, sort of always makes fun of the fact that I don't commit right away because I'm honest. So I know that I have the advantage of always treating you right. If you show me a house, I'm not going to cut you out of it. You know what I mean? I'm always going to do the right thing. So I expect you to do the same. So there's no reason to sign crazy agreements. There's no reason to like jump into this right away. We're dating and I'm going to marry the house. So I get to make the choices. Yeah, that's a really, really great <laughs> metaphor. I mean, it really does feel like like the dating world like you have to kind of see what's out there and then suddenly you get a better sense where you go well i have no idea why i was even holding that in such high regard <laughs> like two months ago that never would have worked out but now i got i got I have a much clearer idea of what i want um we talked about the idea of fear um and that's kind of a bummer so let's talk about some good emotions <laughs> for a moment um what what are some emotions that, that you feel you tap into as far as helping people where you can kind of see that the writing is on the wall, that this might be, this might be the one, so to speak, let's take it like that. Like where, from your perspective, can you see when things are headed in a really good direction after trial and error? 
It's a lot like personal energy. You know, we get in elevators sometime with an individual and we both don't look up and we're just staring at our phones and it just doesn't connect. Other times you get in an elevator with somebody and you just have that extra smile and you might have like a two minute conversation and like, bond. It's all the same elevator ride and it's all sorts of different pairings for us as individuals. Energy is something we can all read whether we know it or not. And I think that energetically, I love when I can see on a client's face that they're walking into something with the carpeting that they thought they didn't want, but their eyes and the mood of the place just makes them stand up like a little bit taller. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, do away with those lists because this one feels like you and you know it. I don't need to know it. I don't have to live here, but I can see it in your posture. So let's think past the things that don't that didn't check off your checklist and really remember that you're going to wake up here every day. Do you think that there's um sometimes a point where you have to kind of play the the emotion, the happiness, the satisfaction, the comfort level against maybe what makes financial sense. And and just to explain, let's go back to your earlier example of how somebody, you know, people are leaning towards spending $20,000 extra on a home because it has $10,000 wood floors. But maybe there's an aspect of that where the stress and just the idea of doing that sort of renovation in their home is a deal breaker for them. Is there situations like that where you recommend, you know what, it does make sense, let's go that way? Or do you find yourself kind of talking them down from a ledge and showing them how to be happy with your side of things? No, I don't think saving the dollar is always the right choice. You know, if we saved every dollar we could and stripped away every piece, we'd be left with nothing, right? So there, but your dollar should feel like power. And if you are going, I'm not touching carpet, I'm not touching construction, we just moved here, we're making a state transfer, I don't even know where to find a wood floor guy here, this is not something I want to do, then that's something you should feel good about, right? The ability that you have to spend the extra 20 and the fact that you want to make that choice, and that should be an empowered thought. But if it's out of fear and a checklist that's unnecessary, then that it's more the purpose of the list, right? And the way that it will make you feel in the end. Um, you know, we'll go back to fear again, because I mean, it, it, it's such a big issue. And it's such a happy thing to be able to knock it down a peg or two. Right. Um, you think about the whole process that people go to, again, going from the beginning of you know, the credit checks and qualifying for the mortgage. And I was thinking about it and it, it it occurred to me that going through this is almost like if you were going into a surgery and the doctor said, okay, you're going to go into surgery. We're going to do the surgery. And then it's going to be like a two month period where we're not going to really be able to confirm whether it worked or not. And every day is a chance you could have a phone call that that you've hit a curve, that a wrench is in the in the monkey work, so to speak. Yeah. That's kind of this process. It's like you're kind of left hanging and everything is good until it's not. And then no. until it finally is. And, um, 
And it's so transactional. Buying a home, I think, is something that people think is going to fix everything. Yeah. And they get the keys. And that's it. I'm a homeowner now. I've done my mortgage. I've picked the house. I've bought it. Here's my keys. But if you've been through that process, you open that door, you're in there cleaning your dishes week one, and there's a leak in your sink. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a big deal, but you realize that this is a forever baby that you will love and take care of that will treat you the way you treat it. And, um, it's not it's not just the one moment of getting those keys. It's the chairs that you buy. It's the store that you go to and you love that plant because you can see it in the window seal. I mean, that is a continual process of home ownership. And the buying process gets you there, but that's what you're left with for a life or the <laughs> life of the home. You have you have the absolute best metaphors, I got to tell you, because, I mean, you you basically just likened it to having a child, and it really is very similar because it's something that you want. It's something that you're going to love forever, but it's also something that's going to, that you know Bro, is going to frustrate you and yeah. make you tired, and I mean, yeah. all these things that come with it, and it's worth it. In it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. But just like having a child, there's so many things when you finally have that baby home in your life for eight months that you were like, why was I so concerned about just the labor moment? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. why was I so concerned about getting to the hospital? There's boogers, there's diapers, there's, <laughs> you know, the expenses, there's the sleepless nights, but there's also this amazing beautiful story and that is what you're left with that is the life that you're creating for yourself and uh, i, I want to thank you because that is our first mention i think ever of boogers on this show <laughs> so I, i've been waiting for it so i appreciate that um hey, we're gonna those to popcorn ceilings i think those are the boogers <laughs> of real estate <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, we'll bring in um Thank you so much for being on the show this week and congratulations on, you know, your million rays of success that you've had so far, 20 million more to come, I'm sure. Um, and congratulations, especially on the house, my wedding built, uh, you can catch all the episodes now on discovery plus, right? So yes. that's a binge worthy weekend right there. <laughs> it is. It will teach you something for sure. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for being on the show. It's been great. And uh, we can't wait to watch what you do next. Thank you. Thank you. And to all your listeners on the other side of fear is always something beautiful. And I think being vulnerable and listening to this podcast and educating yourself in every way, you're already off to a beautiful start. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>